0: Welcome to the Encounter Church podcast. We believe that this message is going to bless your life, encourage you, and strengthen your walk with Jesus. Grab a notebook, a pen, and let's jump right in. Welcome this morning. How many of you are excited to be in the house of God? Amen, amen. How many of you were up late last night at the fair? Some of you, how long, How many hours? Who spent the longest at the fair yesterday? Ten out. Okay, I got, I got some... Ties here. Anybody more than ten hours yesterday? Two zero hours. I am with you, my friend. I am. We are kindred spirits right now, man. Fairs in town. Craziness, chaos is in town. But you are in the house of God this morning. Come on, man. I'm excited about this morning. We are in the tail end of a series that we've been in for six months. We're processing through the book of Acts. We're discovering how the early church responded to the mandate, the calling of Jesus Christ for us, you and me, to go into all the world, to to share that good news. What's the good news? That Jesus loved us so much that he willfully gave himself on the cross for you And for me, even in the midst of our stupidity, even in the midst of our wrongdoing, he looked at you and said, I've got a better way. I've got a better plan. And I don't know about you, but when I've got good news, I share it with everybody. Sometimes I share it more than once. Come on, anybody like that? I've got a a little bit of my dad in me. Man, if I'm excited about something, I'm going to tell you about that same thing probably three, four, five times. Why? Because there's so much bubbling inside of me that I can't contain it. Can I just tell you the best news that I've ever gotten is that Jesus loves me? That he made a way for me to take me out of the darkness. We talked about it last week, to go out of the darkness into the light, the wonderful light of Jesus Christ. And if we've got that light, if we've got that hope in our life, guess what? It's our responsibility to multiply, to to share that good news, to make that impact in our community, to share the message of Jesus with those around us, our coworkers, our family, our friends, our enemies, whoever it may be, but simply to multiply the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus was talking about when he said, go and make disciples to share that good news, to walk side by side with them, to journey with them. Last week we took the time to discuss the need and the importance of telling our story. We discovered that your story is different than my story and What you have to share is different than what I have to share. And every one of us have an opportunity. So it's our responsibility, come on, your responsibility and my responsibility to daily say, Lord, give me a moment today. I challenged you last week to ask God that every day. God, give me a moment. Give me an opportunity today just to share your good news. Now, today we're moving into chapter 27. We've got today, chapter 27, next week, chapter 28, and the following week, a wrap up message of this series. But today we find Paul, he has gotten on a ship, he is heading to Rome. But here's the problem. It wasn't smooth sailing. It wasn't the Carnival Cruise Line. It wasn't the Norwegian Cruise Line. There were issues. There were problems. The wind was blowing against them. The rains were coming down. In fact, in chapter 27, verse 4, it says this. Putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds. Come on. Everybody say strong headwinds. Strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course. Have you ever met strong headwinds in life? Those of you that are watching online this morning, I want to welcome you. I'm excited that our online family is with us today. I wonder, those of you that are sitting at home today, have you ever experienced strong headwinds? You see, we're going through life where we're... Moving throughout our day, throughout our week, and it's routine. We think everything's going along, and suddenly turmoil hits, issues strike. How are you going to respond? You see, as we've been on this journey to multiply, I've realized something. In order to completely fulfill this mandate to tell everyone about Jesus, to make disciples, raise up followers of Christ, in order for me really to complete this mandate that Jesus has laid before me, it is vitally important that we take the time to listen to the right voices. Amen? How many of you know the wrong voices can lead you astray that quick? You ever experienced that? Here's the truth that I want you to grasp. You will never be able to multiply if you are not willing to listen to God's voice. Some of you need to write that down this morning. You will never be able to multiply if you're not willing to listen to God's voice. It was Dr. Stephen Covey that once said it this way. We must listen with the intent to understand not to respond oh now we want to listen with the intent to respond oh you begin talking i'm already formulating my rebuttal i'm already formulating my response i'm already ready to tell you my opinion come on anybody in the house have an opinion this morning oh come on i know you better than that we all have an opinion. We all, let me ask a question. How many of you think the McRib is God's gift to the United States? How many of you think the McRib is mystery meat that you need to stay away from? See, we all have an opinion. Now, the second group, your opinion's wrong, but that's okay. We'll, we'll move on this morning. But we all have an opinion in life. And if we fail to listen to the right voice, if we fail to choose to willfully listen to the voice of God, we will never be able to fully multiply as he's called us to do. Now, that sounds really obvious, right? Some of you are like, well, pastor, that, that, that's real deep there, isn't it? But here's the deal. Sometimes we miss the obvious, Sometimes it, it, it's easy just for us to, to take every thought and every opinion and, and just kind of go down the, the wrong pathway. But we've got we've to listen with that intent to understand, Lord, what are you trying to speak to me in this moment? You see, this logic, it, it applies to us hearing from God. We must listen to every word and not just to the words that excite us. Sometimes we're like, man, I really like that news from God because that's good news. That's news of blessing. That's news of prosperity. That's news of good things. But what happens when the difficulty comes in? What happens when the problems come in? What happens when the conflict comes in? We want to close off. We want to isolate ourselves. We quickly find ourselves allowing distractions in life to become the louder voice. We allow this false narrative to take a higher precedence than the voice of God let me share just a little bit of wisdom with you from God's word Hebrews chapter 4 verse 7 the latter portion of the verse says this today when you hear his voice it's talking about God's voice today when you hear God's voice don't harden your hearts Look at your neighbor this morning and say, don't harden your hearts. See, I believe today in this house. I believe today, for those of you that are watching online, I believe that God wants to speak into your life. I believe that God wants to give you some revelation today. I believe that God wants to put you on the right path today. But here's the problem. Hardening your heart to the voice of God can happen so much more easily than we've ever expected. You see, it's just pushing that little nudge away. It's ignoring that still, small voice. It's pushing his direction out of the way over and over and over. And before you know it, we've built a wall that virtually silences the voice of God. Oh, he may still be speaking but we've jammed this cotton of distraction in our ears and we can't seem to hear his voice any longer and then we say things like this well why is god not speaking why is god not talking to me the problem is he's still talking but we've we've allowed everything else to become more important we focused in on On all the wrong things. I challenge you today to tune your ears, your spiritual ear, to the voice of God and begin to follow his lead. Now, I want to talk to you today about kind of two areas, but I'm going to pull them together. I'm going to talk about the voice of God and hearing from the right voice, but I'm also going to talk about the storms that we face in life because that's what Paul was experiencing. He was on the trail, on the road, a pathway to Rome. He's on this ship. He's moving forward, but suddenly the storms begin to rage. And I'd encourage you this week, take some time and read chapter 27 in its completion so you can get get an idea fully of what's going on. But as we're putting it together, let me share with you, there's three different types of storms that we face in life. Number one, are storms that you cause right? We're we're all guilty of causing storms in life. We make a wrong choice. We do something we shouldn't do. We say something we shouldn't say. We go somewhere that we shouldn't go. And this type of storm, it's very difficult because we've allowed our blind spots and our deaf spots and even our dumb spots to cloud and confuse the navigation as we move through the storm. But it's important in this type of storm, the ones that we cause, that we step back, that we get a new perspective, that we allow godly counsel, that we listen to the right voice. Yet we cannot allow that storm to define our future. Right? What defines our future? What Jesus did. See, the the Bible says that the moment you give your life to Christ, you're a new creation. We talked about it last week. that, That old DNA is gone. That old lifestyle is gone. We can no longer say, well, that's just the way I am because that's not the way you are. It's the way you used to be, but it's not where you are today. Well, that's just how my family is. No, you're in a new family now. You're Your future, who you are, is defined by the price that Jesus paid on the cross, not the storm that you've created for yourself. The second type of storm is storms that others cause. Now, this storm is incredibly frustrating because you didn't cause it. It was not your fault, but for one reason or another, you have found yourself smack dab right in the middle of it, in the midst of the storm that was not yours in the first place. The third kind of storm is the storms that God allows. See, when we face a storm that God allows, did you know there's a purpose behind the wind? There's something that you can learn from the rain that begins to fall. The question that we've got to ask ourselves is this, are we willing to be still long enough to hear his voice? But that's hard. When you're in the middle of the storm, when you're going through the difficulty, when the winds are hitting against the ship, when the rain is coming down, and you're taking bucket loads of water and trying just to stay afloat, taking that moment to simply be still and and know that he is God, it's so incredibly difficult, But can I just tell you that if you will do that in that moment, if you will just let God begin to speak to you, if you will let God begin to to pour into your life, if you will remove all that cotton of distraction and open your spiritual ears to him and let God speak, I promise you there's a lesson that you can learn. There's something that God has for you. You see, God's plan through the storm is to help you to grow And to mature. In fact, the Bible says that the issues that we go through in life, God's going to be with you. But then, later in life, as somebody else is experiencing that issue, you have an opportunity. Come on. You have an opportunity to walk side by side with them. Why? Because you know where they've been. You know what they've gone through. You know the struggle that they face. But God wants to help you grow and mature and to become who He's created you to be. However, the enemy, Satan, he also has a plan for your storm. Right? And His plan is nothing more than destruction to steal, kill, and destroy. Therefore, it's ultimately up to you. It's not up to me. It's not up to the person that you came with this morning or the person you're sitting by this morning, but it's up to you how you will respond, of who you will follow, of whose voice you will listen to. That's where Paul was in this moment as he's on this ship heading to Rome. He had a choice to make, and that's what I want to talk about today. Was Paul willing to listen to the voice of God, because there's a huge difference between listening and really hearing, right? Teenagers may listen for a bit and go, well, I heard what you said. Well, I understand you heard me, because audible tones came out of my mouth. But did you hear me? Wives are saying, husbands aren't much different than that. (laughs) Husbands, we have, uh, there's a, a book called Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti. And in that book, he says that everything in a man's life is a box. And in those boxes, one of the boxes that we have is a nothing box. This is a side note. This is free. It has nothing to do with the message. But ladies, this will help you understand your husbands. There is a nothing box that your husband will go into. It's a true thing. And you may ask him, what are you thinking? He goes, nothing. And you're like, no, seriously, what are you thinking? nothing he's really not thinking it's flatlined <laughs> there's nothing in that box let me get back to our message today so we've got to truly hear the voice of god we've got to have a receptive heart and a desire to identify and tr- identify with and trust the truth that god has laid before us again be still and know that he is god for the next few moments, I want to share with you four truths that we can learn from the storms in life. And I would encourage you to take really good notes today, either on the paper outlines or the digital outlines on the app or the church website, encounterchurch.ag. But truth number one is this listening to the wrong voice will take you deeper into the storm. Come on, do you agree with that? Listening to the wrong voice will take you deeper into the storm. Now, my wife and Siri have a love-hate relationship. I'll be completely transparent with you, and I've shared this before. I have terrible directions. You take me out, you put me in the middle of town and tell me to go east, and I'm going to be like, I got nothing. I don't know directions whatsoever. So I rely on Siri a lot. Now, sometimes that gets me into a little issue because I'll have Siri on, but I'll have my wife in the passenger seat. Siri will say, up here, turn right. And my wife goes, why would you turn right? That's the dumbest direction ever. You need to go straight. And I'm like, who do I listen to? Now, every once in a while, I'll listen to Siri instead of my wife. And can I just tell you that listening to the wrong voice (laughs) will take you deeper into the storm. I've learned that, that my wife trumps Siri. Now, do me a favor. She's not in here right now. Don't tell her I just said that. Because I want to look like I learned this by myself. All right. So listening to the wrong voice will take you deeper into the storm. Acts chapter 27, verse 10 and 11 says this. Men, Paul said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. Come on, look at that. The the officer in charge listened to the wrong voice. Why? Because Paul began to share with them what he was feeling as a direction that God had laid upon his heart for this whole crew, 276 or so people on this ship. He felt by faith that they should move forward, but here's the problem. They didn't take God as their source. They didn't have faith in God, it was not founded upon Him. So they began to listen to the wrong voices. For you this morning, what are the wrong voices in the midst of your storm? Maybe for you, that wrong voice is your past, your past struggles, your past mistakes. You allow that voice to resonate in your ear over and over and you replay that moment time and time again. Maybe it's insecurities. I'm just not good enough. You've been told by people in the past that you'll never amount to anything. Maybe it's ungodly counsel. People that aren't listening to the voice of God. That was the experience that Paul was having. They were listening to ungodly counsel. Maybe it's misguided people. Oh, they mean well. They have good intentions. But they're just misguided. Or perhaps it's simply the subtle lies of the enemy whose purpose, again, is to steal, kill, and destroy. What is that voice that you've begun to listen to? That, that false narrative that you've allowed to become so loud in your ear? Oh, it seems pretty convincing in the moments. And truth be told, it can feel comforting. It justifies our past, it justifies our behavior, it comforts us in our insecurity. But it's not the narrative that God has written for your life. Come on, let me say that again. It's not the narrative that God has written for your life. He says, You're more than a conqueror, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He says, I got a plan and a purpose for your life hope, a future, not destruction. It says you're a child of the Most High God. What is that false narrative that you're allowing to get louder and louder and louder in your ears? I challenge you today to stop listening to the wrong voices. Because in the midst of the storm, if we're guilty of bending our ear to the wrong voice, I'm here to tell you that you're going to go down a pathway of destruction, of defeats. Why? Because listening to the wrong voice will take you further and further into the storm. The second truth that I've discovered is this. Following the wrong crowd will take you deeper into the storm. Have you ever noticed that? Man, associating and surrounding yourself with the wrong people can take you downhill drastically. Why? Because poor behavior, it's contagious. Right? Right? Negativity, doubts, discouragement, fear, all of these things, man, they can just begin to stir. And it's like it overflows out of one and pours into another and goes from them into another and from them into another. And before you know it, the whole crowd is consumed. Why? Because a small little onset of people took everybody off course. Acts chapter 27, verse 12, the very beginning of it says this, and since Fairhaven was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix. Did you see what I saw? Most of the crew, well, pastor, people are saying, well, everybody that I talk to is saying, so, everybody believes that we should. I've been told by many people that this is. Come on. Well, have you heard that before? Oftentimes, that group of that everyone of misguided people, they're a small, disgruntled group or disgruntled bunch or a network of people that are honestly not hearing the voice of God, but they have allowed the lies of the enemy to resonate. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 26, it says, evil people say things to make themselves look good. Come on. Evil people say things to make themselves look good, but they keep their evil plans a secret. What they say sounds good. Have you ever met a person that's really good with words? Come on, yeah. I mean, they can make just the worst of cases sound amazing. I mean, by the way, they describe it and they they put it together, you're like, yeah. Yeah, I want that. Truth be told, if it's a pathway of destruction, it's a path that'll lead you astray. Goes on to say they are full of evil ideas. They hide their evil plans with nice words, but in the end, everyone will see the evil they do. Oh, they may seem like good intentions. They may even seem like they are 100% on your side, but Proverbs chapter eight says it this way. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there's a friend, Jesus. There's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. There's one that will never leave you, will never forsake you, will never abandon you, will never run from you, will lead you into the truth every single time, every single moment. 1 Corinthians reads it this way. Don't be misled. Look at your neighbor say, don't be misled. Write that on on the chat this morning. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Why is it, mom and dad, that we tell our kids that? but we don't follow our own advice. Oh, we'll tell, well, when you get to school, the school's starting here in a couple weeks. When you get to school, you need to watch the group you start hanging around because bad company corrupts good character. Yet we allow ourselves to be surrounded by people, the wrong voices that will lead us deeper and deeper and deeper into the storm. Could it be that you've been entertaining the wrong crowd? Could it be that you've been following the wrong crowd over and over and now you find yourself deeper into the storm than you ever imagined possible? See, Listening to the wrong voice, listening to the wrong crowd, take you deeper into the storm. Truth number three is this. Getting the wrong perspective will take you deeper into the storm. Getting the wrong perspective. Acts chapter 27, verse 13, it says, when a light wind began blowing, in other words, the storm had subsided. Seemed like a good thing, right? The storm had kind of subsided. Now there's just a, a light wind, a gentle wind blowing from the south. The sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. In other words, they had a perspective they looked out and thought, well, I, I think the storm is gone. I think we're okay. It's lightly blowing out. In fact, that light wind feels kind of good right now, kind of enjoying that wind. Let's go ahead and pull up anchor and go on our journey. But if you go on one verse, one verse later, verse 14, it says that the weather changed abruptly. Abruptly. The weather changed abruptly. A typhoon wind began to blow. And here's the problem. Because of the strength of the wind, the crew had no choice but to let the ship drift because it was impossible to steer. This took them 23 miles off course. Why am I telling you this? Because listening to the wrong voice, getting the wrong perspective, following the wrong crowd... It will ultimately take you off the path that God has. See, Paul was told, you're going to go to Rome. You're going to make it. And oh, he does. But this detoured them 23 miles off course. But there's a fourth truth that I want you to grab a hold of this morning. Obeying the voice of God will bring you to safety. Come on, say, obeying the voice of God. Obeying the voice of God will bring you to safety. Now let me back up to one of the first things I told you this morning. You will never be able to multiply if you're not willing to listen to the voice of God. Why? Because if you listen to any other voice but the voice of God, if you listen to anything besides godly counsel, it will take you off path. It will take you further into the storm. But truth be told, obeying the voice of God will bring you to safety. Take a look at this, verse 21. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. He says, you're going to stay alive. Your life is going to be spared. But we're going to be shipwrecked. For last night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with us. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said. Now, here's the interesting thing about this story. At this moment, they begin to trust Paul, begin to follow his leadership, but everything didn't become perfect the moment that they chose to listen. Just because they said, okay, now, now, after all of this, we're going to listen. Everything didn't become clear. In fact, verse 26, Paul says we will be shipwrecked. That's encouraging, isn't it? Well, in Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest devotion book, it says this, the typical view of the Christian life is that it means being delivered from all adversity. But in actuality, it means being delivered in adversity, which is something very different. God does not give us overcoming life. He gives us life as we overcome. I'm reminded of Daniel in the lion's den. I'm reminded of Noah and the ark, Jonah and the whale, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego in the fiery furnace. Each of these had to experience the moment, but in the midst of the storm, guess what? God was there and delivered them through the storm. The question that I have for you today is, are you willing are you willing to step out in obedience? Are you willing to listen to the voice of God? The first step is the hardest. But that's the moment that your faith becomes active faith. So from this point, they put down anchor. They ate for the first time in two weeks. They began to lighten the boat and throw it away, the extra cargo overboard. Soon they cut anchor and ran the ship aground, all while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the waves. In verse 44, it says this. Everyone escaped safely to shore. See, God brought them through. The moment they began to listen, Things didn't become clear instantly. There was still a little bit of struggle. They still had to work their way through the storm. But God was with them, and he fulfilled his promise that everyone would survive. You may be here today, and maybe you're in the midst of a storm. For one reason or another, you've allowed the outside voice, the false perspective, the wrong crowd. You've allowed it to skew your journey along the way and you found yourself going down the wrong path. Can I just tell you God sees you where you are? He's ready to bring you back into the pathway that he's designed for your life. I'm going to challenge you Sure, the road may be rough. The storms may still bang against the side of the boats. But if you will lean into Jesus, if you will trust him in this moment, if you'll push aside the distractions, tune your ear, your spiritual ear to him, I'm here to tell you God's gonna bring you through. You're going to learn a few things. It's not going to be always easy. But God's going to be with you. Would you bow your heads? Would you pray with me today? Thank you again for listening to the Encounter Church podcast. We pray that this message was a blessing and an encouragement to your life.